Now, the greatest idea of all time. Stay tuned for... From the Trenches of Hollywood. Here are your guru guides from the A-list to the D and everything in between. It's Ted and Craig. Hello and welcome to From the Trenches of Hollywood. I'm Ted Davies, artist and author. Hey everybody, it's Craig with you again. How are you? How you doing, Craig? Great, man. Good to be back. Um, yeah. After a, a week out of town, did a little traveling, which was nice. Mm -hmm. um, came back home, still uh, at the Mimosa Social Club, as you can see. Yep. But I kind of like it out here. I might just make this a, a permanent thing. Permanent, honestly. yeah. It looks great. What's the weather like today? Uh, it's going to be about 80 today. Uh, it's going to be... Great in the uh, uh upper 70s all week through the weekend up to 80 i think actually thursday is supposed to be the hottest day 81 or something like that but yeah it's better than what it was last week no, here I, listen, you have nothing to complain about my friend we got snow and we don't have as much snow as our guests today but we do have snow so cool uh, all right well yeah we got a big show today let's get it going here uh first things first a uh, little business uh you got our uh, handles there take a look follow us send us your questions your comments um love to get them got a couple of them here today a couple of them that are um i don't know people are people are asking all the time what should i name my character what should i name my mm -hmm. my book what should i name this what should i name that but um yeah, I don't know. Uh, but someone did send this kind of, <laughs> That's for that's you to pretty decide. pretty general. Right? I mean, hey. Okay, uh, well. It's for you to decide. I don't want right, to right? type in on that. Right. But this one is good. Someone said this. They said, all right, so what comes first? And we kind of covered this. What comes first for you, the plot or characters? Mm. And we talked about that a little bit in our process talk. Um, but, um, you know, I, I usually always have a conflict, right? That's what I say. Um, Period, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's usually a character attached to it somehow, somewhere, uh, just because it's been a idea it didn't just usually come from absolutely nothing. There's some, something spawned it, right? Mm -hmm. Always. Um, but that was a cool little comment. I like that. Uh, don't want to dwell on it. Um, we can ask our guest, um, where he comes from with that. Um, yeah. When we get him out here, why don't you tell everybody um, what we're doing here in the writer's tool chest today? We're going to be talking about self-publishing and we're going to talking about uh, the benefits of it and why you should really consider it. If this is uh, this is what you want to do in life, I think it's a it's a great avenue. We get a lot of uh, actually some of the comments that come in. People have been asking um, what they should do. Should I pursue an agent like david did should i go after self-publishing um so it's good we're going to talk about this because this is not my world at all i know that you're in part of this our guest is big into this um let's bring him out let's get this yeah. ball rolling my friend and um maybe we can get to a couple of those questions um let me pull them up for the uh the deal with the self-publishing and um you guys take it away it, yeah. school me i'm ready to be schooled well, i got my my learning glasses on i broke them Luckily, after I came back from traveling, it's the yeah. worst when you break from traveling. So I broke I'm mine ready. last week too. So we're, we're great minds. Today, Peace I want to bring in uh, Brian K. Morris. He is uh, an amazing, an amazing author. Um, I'll let him do his accolades, but uh, welcome. Good, sir. How are you doing? All right. Doing well. Thank you. Thank you both for having me on here. This is quite the pleasure. Good deal. Tell, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. 
Well, um, as my usual spiel goes, I am an independent publisher, a freelance hybrid author and editor, award-winning playwright, a Facebook famous YouTuber, and former mortician's assistant. Um, and I'm naming my next book To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? It's worked before. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, I love your... Um... Let's let's get into that really fast. Assistant to mortician. I mean, was that a early career choice that you were traveling down that road and said, "No, nah, I'm out of here," or were you just looking for really good material? Uh, no, I actually uh, worked for a cemetery for a year. Um, I was the most trustworthy and man man in town because I'm the last person to ever let you down. But um, and the thing is, you know, I've been to this is. This is what the funeral industry is like behind the scenes. I've been to numerous comic book conventions, science fiction conventions, book conventions. The most fun I've ever had was at a mortician's convention. It was like, um, it was like a total debacle. It was wonderful. It was you know barely controlled chaos and the kind of dark graveyard humor that I tend to favor. Um, it was it was kind of like uh, Monty Python directed by David Lynch for two days, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. But uh, eventually, I got out of it because um, um, you have to have a certain mindset to stay in it, especially when you are doing what we call pre-sales, where we would sell portions of the funeral service, like internment, the casket, the vault, etc. And you run up against people who say, well, I'm not playing, I'm dying this year. And I've got like a, I had like a whole list of people who obviously didn't put it on their uh, calendars or their Blackberries at the time that, you know, gee, okay, I've got lunch with uh, Craig and uh, Ted on Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, I've got an hour free, let's die. So, you know, that just, that just doesn't come up very often. So, but um, that's the kind of, you know, humor that I, uh, that I tend to indulge in in my publications, hashtag always promote. Uh, so um, it's, it served me well. I love, I, I tell you, I remember the series uh, Six Feet Under, the HBO yes. series back 2001, yes. um, Alan uh, Ball show. And mm -hmm. that, I love that. It really introduced me. I, I, I just assumed there had to be more to a mortician than, um, than the consoling uh face that you see of the, on the business side um, oh, yeah. come on there are people I, you know it's funny you say that because i had a friend who for a while his job here in southern california worked for, i don't know if he was for la county or who it was specifically he worked mm -hmm. for but he drove around picking up bodies and mm -hmm. taking bodies to places taking them from morgues to mm -hmm. to, uh, to like county morgues to mortuaries or from crime scenes or mm -hmm. from just wow what he did that was going to work and he'd have a list of bodies that he was going to be transferring today like, <laughs> wow. and it was a night too he's driving around all night bodies in no. the back of the van no thanks like, yeah mm -hmm. yeah can you imagine the guy that's going to pull him over and try to rob him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the surprise of a lifetime oh, <laughs> carjacking get from home you meaning the carjacking well it's uh what a profession honestly yeah. yeah one of those necessary um money makers right oh, gosh mm -hmm. I hear about what a business 
All right, all right, all right. Let's get off the mortician. Yeah, two stuff. hours later. This is not all about mortician. Sorry, I love that stuff. But I um, too. all right, well, let's hear. Um, you know, you've written just a little bit of everything, knowing, um, looking at you, and you're looking at your history and what you published and put out. Uh, today, we're talking about self-publishing. You, what was the first thing you self-published, and what was? How did you stumble onto it? Well, um, I had lost my job with the local water utility uh, because somebody in our corporate office had made uh, an erroneous prediction on how our stock, publicly held stock, would do. And so they re they relieved about 26 people in the state I lived in at the time of their jobs to make the uh, stock look sweeter. And I was one of them. Um but by that time, I was already starting to sell articles, and I had plays produced, things like that. And so uh, I'm sitting there worrying about myself and my my wife for about 45 seconds. I remember watching the little hand move around the clock, and then I remembered I had a plan B. I'm a writer. And uh, part of my severance package was I was hooked up with a reemployment agency that taught you how to dress for interviews, how to interview, how to fill out your uh, resumes, etc. And one day they had a webinar on electronic publishing. And I knew about traditional publishing. I had just never put it together that somebody had to put those things in my wife's Kindle until that moment. And I sat in on this wondrous event that only happened this one time by the way i could have missed it by that much but anyway i listened to this and all i saw was possibilities all i saw were the gates opening up whereas you know like 30 years before all the information on publishing whether it's comic books or music or novels what have you those were up in those ivory towers that, sure. That the common man did not have access to. And then all of a sudden, here's the keys to the kingdom. And suddenly I could do everything that any large publisher could do on my own. And I could, you know, get people to help me. I could hire the talent to do covers. This is, you know, my, mm -hmm. my dear friend Trevor Eric Hawkins did this for me, an Atlanta-based uh, painter um, who does a lot of my work here. Um, but, but I started, um, looking into self-publishing at that point. Uh, my first book was through a program Amazon had at the time called Kindle Worlds, where they took IPs from other writers, IPs from, uh, network TV, like, um, Vampire Diaries, Pretty Little Liars, and one of the IPs we had, Intellectual Properties, was... The Valiant comic book line hmm. uh, originally started back in the 90s by a former editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics, Jim Shooter. It had become, it had been revived quite re you know, recently at that point, 10 years ago. And I was a big fan of one of the properties, Bloodshot, which was made into a uh, movie with Vin Diesel two years ago. And so I wrote this book called The Coldest Warrior with the character Bloodshot. And um, that started me on my career. And then I realized, well, I don't really want to write Bloodshot forever. So I took this. It was originally a 10-minute stage play about 
Victor Frankenstein creating Santa Claus from pieces of the recently dead. And I feel, I, you know, fleshed it out, obviously. There's more than 10 minutes worth of reading here. Uh, published this thing, and this has gone on to be my biggest seller. I've actually sold this thing in eight different countries. So, uh, and from there, I just started doing more books and more books and eventually wound up working for other people because people saw that I knew how to promote myself. I knew how to craft a readable story. Okay, you 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 touched on something right there. Let's talk yeah. about two things. One, um, when you your first book that you went through self publishing with is, are you using the same uh, process now? And uh, what is that? Is there a website you're going through? Is there a platform? Is there a process? What what for the person who knows nothing? Is, I wrote this. I want to self publish this. What do I need to do? Well. First of all, by finishing it, you have accomplished most of the hard work. Uh, that's that's the big thing. Uh, but from there, uh, there are numerous platforms now. Uh, at the time, uh, I only knew of two of them, which were Amazon.com had um, a division that actually put up paperbacks and you know printed paperbacks. That's who printed this, yep. as well as put up <laughs> electronic books, the digital versions of them. Uh, so you had Amazon. And then on the other hand, there was another place called Lulu.com, which did something similar. Now there's about, um, I would say about seven or eight major players in this uh, regard. And what you do is you simply edit this thing to the best of your ability. And then you go to the website of your choice and then start filling in the information. What's the title? What is the, you know, what's the name of the author, the name of the cover artist, et cetera. Is this a series, blah, blah, blah. Then you upload your word file and then you upload your cover. And, you know, it's not just the front cover, although I believe Amazon will let you create your own cover, back cover and spine, but uh, you can do the whole wraparound business here and make it, very personal to your brand and the it sounds intimidating but the process walks you through it so as well, long as you have your information and you have your files ready you're good to go that's it's it gets easier every time it sounds like a pretty simple process quite honestly you know that's why i was like okay what are the steps that's it you go through these three steps and it's up. It's at the marketplace. You said something earlier, though, let me touch on it. And that is, uh, it, that's, um, that sounds relatively simple to get it up there. But as a self-marketer, and when the, this is where the next big step comes in, is you can get it up there, but who knows it's up there? What exactly. are some of the keys to uh, marketing, if you're going to do your own book, other than just having a big presence in social media or, or are there other avenues for you to, to take or take advantage of? There are plenty of avenues actually. Um, like right now, if I wanted to mention, this is available on Amazon at right and you can get it through risingtide.pub. See, I've just done that. Uh, <laughs> how subtle Brian is. Uh, but also I do broadcasting of my own. That's you know where Ted and I are allied in that, just mm -hmm. like we're doing right now. I also uh, mention it. It is astonishing how many authors I run into who think either that the work will sell itself or that um, it's beneath them somehow to promote, like they're prostituting themselves. Yeah. And I say, 
embrace your inner prostitute. Let the people <laughs> know what you've done. Um, but the thing, the thing is, you know, when you're done with you know writing a book, I am so proud of all the effort I have put into it. It's like these are like my children. These mm. are like this is like something I have genuinely accomplished that a lot of people just want to do. Sure. But but not everybody makes the rubber re- meet the road, so to speak. And so I want people to know about it. The, I'm kind of like donkey then. It, you know, it's not getting me to talk about my books, but it's shutting me up. That becomes the true issue here. And so, you know, I go on other people's shows. I go on my own shows. I have, I'm only really active on Facebook. But you can also buy advertising on Facebook, on Google, LinkedIn, you know, a hundred different places. So you you're, take... you're doing a lot of social media type marketing mm-hmm. then. Yeah. That's really like you find your main uh, base. So great. These are great tips. Um, let me ask you this, though. What are uh, what are a couple of things uh, that uh, were you, you did and you say, I'm never going to do it that way again? That was wrong. Um, <laughs> that was too long That's or too question. this or too That's that. I mean, what, what are some of those pitfalls? Oh, um, I think one thing I did that I will never do again was I tried Facebook advertising with no background, no learning in it at all. My first two attempts to sell books through uh, Facebook advertising, which is very inexpensive, by the way. Those were total duds. Like the first time I, I tried it, I I was looking at the demographics, which might as well have been written in Sanskrit for all my interpretive <laughs> abilities. But I got back that most of my readers were female. And I thought, now that's interesting. And then the next time I got back information that yeah, they're still female, uh, but uh, also various locations where my ads were getting more traction that people were actually looking at them, even okay. if they weren't going through and committing to buy them. Then on my third attempt, knowing that most of my um, audience is female, I wrote my ad copy to reflect a more character-driven plot line, tagline, I should say, for the, the, the stories. And then I targeted those municipalities that had responded originally the third campaign paid for the first two and itself and then some so yeah, that's great advice right there so yeah just going in without any training and i'm now this is something i'm going to give your 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 viewers a scoop here i'm, I'm going to make sure i'm we're alone here there is a there are two sites you can go to that will give you every bit of information you need <laughs> Google.com and YouTube. Okay. Um, (laughs) Aren't they the same? (laughs) Anymore, it seems like it. Yeah. And uh, all the ads that pop up after my searches on Facebook and other social media will verify that. Um, But no, you can just go to either, you can go to Google. They've got like 95, I'm not exaggerating, they've got like 95,000 videos on YouTube that tell you how to change uh, like a wall switch. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so easily. Yeah. there are people on YouTube um, and other but, sites that are doing it professionally and, you know, they are coming like, 
I'm making this stuff up. You know, I'm actually doing the work and here's how I did it. Here's how you can do it too. And Google is the same way. You just type in your question. How do I format a book for, uh, for, um, Lulu.com. Bam. Outcomes. A hundred thousand people. Why do we want to do that when we can just ask you? Exactly. That's why I'm here. Uh, (laughs) Which is another thing I like to do, which is mentoring. Hmm. Um, That's that's a very good point, Brian. He is good at mentoring. Give him that. Yeah, and I... (laughs) There's something else I will never do again, segueing back to the previous question, was uh, I thought my ability to do it meant I should help them do it in that, okay, here's how I'll do, I'll do it for you sort of thing. But knowing, you know, the old axiom about uh, catching a fish and teaching a person how to mm-hmm. fish are two different things, um, my mission has become more educational in nature. Like, I can do it. I can quantify what I do and I can teach somebody how to do something similar. Uh, but then you got to take it from there. So you yeah. know, the, the help doesn't, you know, the help desk is not open 24 hours a day. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, it's we reserved understand. for this uh, 30 minutes a week, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. The doctor will see you now, but uh-huh. that's it. <laughs> so, but no, 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 it's, it, it's quite rewarding. And I've, I've seen a number of people take my advice and, you know, some people ignore it and that's fine uh, because you've got to do what works for you. And if you ask me now how to do something, I will probably give you a different answer in six months because the industry changes, the processes change a little bit. So it's not always going to be the same, which is why we all as creative people need to keep ourselves constantly educated about what we do. One of the things, though, too, if I can interject, is uh, editing. Editing doesn't <laughs> editing doesn't uh, change. You always no, need to edit. No, you edit. Yeah, I, I. Uh, that's a good point, Ted. I, um, and I, I know that you have like the best editors working for oh, yeah. you, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, absolutely. Um, but anyway, um, I, uh, I'm a big fan of a, a old comic writer named Archie Goodwin who wrote for Marvel, DC, War, and did, he's generally considered to be one of the most talented writers ever in the medium. And I read articles where he, he is also an incredible editor. He was in charge of Marvel at one point and an editor of DC and War. And um, he said he preferred other people edit his work. And I'm, I'm, I've come around to that point long ago that we all miss things in our own work and nobody mm-hmm. gets a perfect edit job and you know we're all human and programs are not 100 percent efficient but um you can get too close to the work and so i would prefer that somebody else look at it and tell me what an idiot i am than uh, to let the reader find out about it after it's been on sale for six months so. yeah see it's it's i i am in the world where i guaranteed the moment i start i know that it's going to be edited by mm-hmm. two or three people yeah and they're all, not only going to edit it likely are going to be making changes that i have no control over mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah, I'm just like, whatever, I'm going to just put it out. You can do what you want anyway. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we wind up looking better for as a result of it. So that's fine with me. Yeah, I, I love the editor. Um, mm-hmm. The editor can be your friend, uh, especially in print. I've written for print a lot. And that's great for me because I am, um, I don't want to say reliant on spell check and its issues, but I am 
you know, you'll, you'll read something of mine. They're like, what mm-hmm. is he trying to say here? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I know what it is. Um, yeah. It's your fault. Your problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Gremlins edit those things in. I know this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, editing. Great. Okay, so another thing I was going to say, two things. One is we, um, back to the marketing really quick. Uh, you were talking about um, Google. Do you ever use Google um, to AdWords campaigns or something like that to drive to your site? Or is that another method of advertising you use? Um, I don't use Google specifically. I do use Amazon, though. Okay. Uh, but, but it fulfills a similar function in that uh, you give it however many things to look for, or that, you know, actually the people that are possibly looking for your book to look for. Um, for instance, a good example likes Mary Shelley. Frankenstein. Mm. So anybody that's looking up like, uh, say, a Frankenstein pastiche is going to look for this. Somebody that might be doing uh, research for a uh, term paper on Mary Shelley might wind up uh, seeing that, too. And that's a potential Mm. sale. Uh, But, you know, the whole thing about search engine optimization is an art unto itself. Mm. And and you have to go and revisit it occasionally because, one, you will think of better terms as you go. And also um, that, you know, know, like, for instance, Dean R. Kuntz did a a trilogy of Frankenstein Mm -hmm. pastiches uh, several years ago. So, like, 15 years ago, I might not have put Dean R. Kuntz in my arguments, but now... Dean R. Koontz would go into the uh, search. Very good. Good, good advice. Good advice. Uh, So the process, write your book first. Yes. Yes. And um, let me ask you this. Do you feel that you've had more uh, sales digitally or of hard copy? Um, Definitely digitally because... um, it, at my level, you won't see this from like the major publishers, and I understand why. But you'll have one price for paperbacks, which is based a lot on your production costs and the sure. pr- printing costs and, and you know, uh, postage, etc. And then I a number of us at this level price our books, our ebooks, significantly lower because um, it's all ones and zeros. There's no physical element to it. There's no drain on the environment unless you count, you know, the power plants that are keeping all the computers going. Whereas, you know, something like this, you know, there's paper, there's ink, there's all kinds of chemicals that have to, and then there's time and the people printing it and the people packing it up. There's a whole lot of other costs involved in that, which we bypass uh, by doing a digital version of it. So the digital version is priced more accordingly. Uh, Now, you won't see that from major publishers, I think because retailers, um, you know, the big box stores that still still sell the physical elements, they can't make money off the digital versions, really. So the price on their, you know, the big companies have the digital version pretty close, if not exactly, to the level of the, you know, the suggested retail price for the physical copy to appease their retailers. And again, I understand that because they are, you know, print, print is not going away too soon. Um, And sometimes, you know, there's kind of like this race every year about, okay, uh, the e-version is selling more. Okay, now the physical version is selling more. 
So that's that's the long and sh- <laughs> the too long and uh, pretty short of the uh, pricing uh, scheme here. Well, good stuff. Um, real quick, because we're about out of time here. Just one more little question for you okay. on this. Um, <clears throat> we got a couple of minutes, but um, sure. pricing. That's a good point to make. You know, suppose you've never sold a book. How do you price your book? Are you just trying to look at, are you doing comps online or how do you set that value of your, of your property? Well, for one thing, um, when you go through most publishing houses, and I'm not talking about private printers, but online publishing, a lot of them will give you a suggested Mm -hmm. retail price based on your genre, your page count, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and you can follow that or, you know, that's another nice thing about self-publishing. You can determine your profit margin. I tell people I probably, I probably got a better profit margin on my books than Stephen King gets on his. Now, of course I don't sell 20 bazillion copies of mine yet. (laughs) The day is not over yet, but, um, I usually, um, figure up my, um, a little bit of my production costs, uh, you'll never get back your time, of course, um, yeah. but the, phys- the physical printing cost and the postage per unit, and then I multiply it by a certain amount, usually depending on the confidence I have in the book. Or like for a while, I had a very, very slim book. that was about 40 pages, and that was kind of like my loss leader, which I would sell to somebody who wanted an introduction to my work, and then hopefully they'll come back and get more. And that one, I like doubled my price on, but a lot of people will triple or more Mm -hmm. their costs so that they have some wiggle room in offering like bulk discounts to um, bookstores, et cetera, or even to offer a comp. You know, it's like, hey, I like you. Have a copy of my book because this is also my business card too. Mm. Now, do you, uh, do you, one last question, I promise this is it. I could go on all day, but we're out of time, but th- this is it. If um, you, um, honestly, I've lost the question already. It was about, uh, forget it. We'll save it for next time. We're Why out is of he time. wearing a fez, right? You gotta go. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah, do you drive a tiny car? No, I don't. The reason I have this, because if you're a Doctor Who fan, especially Matt Smith, you know that, Bow ties are cool, and so are fezes. And I've struck up many conversations at shows with people who look at that, and we already have something in common. Yeah, it's part of my branding. And I'd rather okay. people know me. You know, I get a lot of teasing because you know, oh, everybody knows you because you have a fez. Yeah, that's right. That means it's working. So mm-hmm. you've got marketing one on one. Yep. Got yeah. your brands right there. Well, Brian, thanks a lot for being here. Uh, great info. Uh, Thank you. Really good stuff. Um, folks, again, you got our social medias here. What? Uh, you, www.risingtide.pub. You can find all his books. So what's your newest book? What's the latest? The newest book I'm working on right now is called The Terrors. It's based on a 1940s comic book with a, little, a lot of twists to it. Uh, I've been serializing it on my Patreon account, and now we're, go- we're going to produce the physical and the electronic version probably in about two or three months. I'm, in fact, I was editing it today. All right, great. So you can follow uh, Brian and uh, all his work at risingtide.pub. Look for his social media handles as well. You're all over social media. Yep. Um, we'll be looking for the how YouTube, how to publish uh, your book videos by you soon. Do you have those out yet? Not yet. We're still you in need the scripting to. <laughs> phase. I'm going to. I've got, I've got started the scripting on them. So if it's there's 50,000 videos, why not 50,000 and one? That's right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Get in there. Uh, right. Again, 
Brian, thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate you. you joining us. Thanks for taking the time. Thank Always you. a pleasure, Brian. Thank you for stopping in, man. It's been a delight. Your... I hope to come back soon. Excellent. Excellent. Definitely. Yep. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that was great. Uh, a lot deal. of info there. I hope um, we were able to touch on some of the questions. I didn't even pull any of them out. We're out of time right now. But he went through every single step. I know that some mm-hmm. of the questions that we have received in the past, they were answered. They were answered. So hopefully everyone was able to listen in and uh, get the advice. Uh, we're out of time. I got to get out of here. Yep. Yep. Got it. Uh, I got it right, man. Get the, get the right. Uh, me too. Be sure and follow us. Send us your questions at the uh, Trenches of Hollywood uh, on Instagram, uh, from the Trenches of Hollywood on Facebook, Craig Hollywood, Instagram, TedDaviesArtistry.com. We'll see you next time. Talk to you. Thanks, guys.